episode 228, Wrong Environment. Hi, I'm Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, Elite Educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I'm the host of the Empowering Educators podcast. And really, my goal is to ensure you stay empowered. I want you to hone your craft, not just today, not just this week, but always, because we are just losing too many great teachers to other professions. So I am doing my best to provide guidance and inspiration because I want you to retain your elite educator status. That way you can impact students and your own colleagues for generations to come. I am really excited to be in your ear today talking about the detriment of our potential and our mindset when we end up in the wrong environment. And if you're in a teacher, if you're a teacher in distress or transition, hello 2020, <laughs> this episode is especially for you. I love starting with a rationale. Uh, this podcast is something that I think many folks could plan out for a year and think all the topics they want to talk about. But because I've been doing this for many years now, a lot of what I have planned I have covered and I have learned that many times there is always a lesson in our life and we can apply it to our career. And that's what I spend a bulk of my time doing. And I think it's interesting when I'm sharing stories with you to tell you where those things come from. So today's episode kind of was a few gut punches that came throughout a specific week. And I had actually written down a quote in my notes app, which is generally where I write things down when I'm inspired or something hits me and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to use this, but this is really good. I'm going to hold on to it. And I don't know, maybe a year has gone by since I've written that down. And this is the perfect episode to talk about it. So what I had in my notes app said, weaknesses are just strengths in the wrong environment. And I loved that because it reminds me how hard I can be on myself, that I'm just not good, so therefore I'm never good. And that's just not even the truth. And I think about those first few years in the classroom and how many mistakes I made. And I'm so thankful that I kept getting up and trying it and getting better. And when I started my leadership journey, I just didn't take a bad comment or a bad review to stop me, I said, well, I love what I'm doing. I'm going to get better and I'm going to keep trying. And many times I adjusted my environment and I'll share that story with you throughout this episode today. But what's interesting about that one quote is later on in the week, I was on Twitter and I know many of you detest Twitter. It is a little more scholarly, a little more serious, not so image heavy 
not so cutesy decor kind of glam life. And that is fun on, on Facebook and on Instagram, but Twitter has just been the place where it all started for me, where I found other teachers who love teaching and other leaders who were on fire. They weren't just doing this to get a paycheck. They weren't just miserable because they thought this is all they could ever become. And they've kind of hit the top rung on their own ladder. And I get inspired when I'm in a Twitter chat or I just follow people. And I don't get on often, maybe five minutes here or there throughout the week. But I always come across something that sticks with me. And now I'm seeing a trend where folks are sharing what they're saying on Twitter on their other feeds, their other social media feeds. And I'm thankful for that because I think that drives everyone back to what Twitter is all about. And it's your own professional development. It's your own professional learning network. These are your peeps. You got to go find them. You got to connect with them. It's real people who love what they do and they inspire you when things aren't going well for you. They give you ideas. They they pick you up. It's it's a great community. And one of my favorite people to follow on there is Daniel Steele. I'll stick his handle in the show notes. But he said, a student came to me yesterday because of her struggles in a class. And she said, I know it's not my teacher because I had her last year and I did well. I know it's not me because I had all A's last year. I think it's this virtual learning process. Now, Danny Steele is a retired administrator and he's written a book and done all these things. So I assume this is something that has been told to him, maybe by a mentee. But what I love about this realization from the student's point of view is they had the perspective to know hey, my performance right now is not my best, but I am capable of better. And I know you are capable of better. And so when I start eliminating the obstacles, I realize the one thing that's left that's new that could be contributing to the problems is virtual learning. And I know a lot of us are struggling with how to teach or how to lead teachers through that or how to help students find success. And I have taught at a variety of different grade levels and schools and had different leadership positions. And I can tell you that I too have had moments where I just wasn't good, but it didn't mean I was never going to be good. The environment was different. My leadership was different. The content I was teaching was different. There was something I had to adjust to. And those that are going to come out of 2020 successful are the ones that are willing to adjust, that suck it up and say, this is weird, this is hard, but I'm going to do my best anyway. And I know someday it'll go somewhat back to how it was and I'm going to be better for it, but I'm not going to let this year define me. I'm not going to let it take me out. I'm going to just keep pushing through. And there's that adjustment period where you got to find your footing and then you can start to really perform. And I think that's where a lot of us are. March hit with COVID and we all were kind of like, ah, hair on fire. Just do whatever you can do. And all the companies were giving us free this and free that just to get us through. And then the fall came and it became our new normal. But the good thing now as we head into winter and through spring, we are starting to figure it out. Um, what works best for kids, what works best for teachers, what works best for schools. And I'm looking forward to how this has all changed us for the better. It's really made us hone in on best instructional practices. We got rid of a lot of the fluff and a lot of the glitz and the glamour because it's what's hot on Pinterest or on social media. And we had to get back to what's just good 
instruction. And short and sweet seems to be the name of the game right now. Hey, y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they, too, can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. But then to further this conversation about the environment really being the weakness and it's not us was Nicholas Ferroni. He's another amazing educator that I follow on Twitter. He said, I find myself apologizing to my students often and promising that I'm a much better teacher in person. I did it today. And right after class, I received an email from a student. You're a great teacher and doing a great job. And I promise I'm a better student in person. Yes, Nicholas nailed it on the head. Being transparent with kids. Kids, I am doing my best for you right now. This is hard for me. I'm not used to this. I'm learning it on the fly. I'm trying to support you. And the kids are like, hey, it's really flipping hard for me. And I thought it was just me. And now the teacher's saying it's hard for them. Cool. And just being able to, like the Danny Steele example of the student being able to say, I know it's not the teacher because I've worked with them before. I know it's not me. I had straight A's. It's this virtual learning thing. This teacher is also saying, I recognize that something is different this year. And through process of elimination, I'm realizing it's the environment. And I have to adjust and I have to get better. And even the student is saying, yeah, this environment's not good for me, too. I am better when I'm in person. I'm better in a different environment. But I'm still going to show up and do what I need to do. And transparency is key. If we are not being transparent right now in our teaching and in our leadership, we're missing an opportunity to build relationships and to really help folks grow. And that counts ourselves in there. It's about serving people. I mean, we are humans helping humans. It's not a numbers game, who's on your roster, a statistics of test scores. These are people. And kids are going to stop showing up because they don't feel comfortable They don't feel welcome. They don't feel encouraged. They don't feel successful. And same for teachers. They don't want to show up for a PD or an extra office hour because they too don't feel like you understand. But here's the thing. You have to realize you might not be good right now, but it doesn't mean you're not ever going to get there. It's just right now. It's a temporary thing. And it's the environment that's causing you to look at yourself thinking it's a weakness that you're not good at something, but it's actually not you. If you were put in a totally different place, a different grade level, a different school, a different district, you would excel. So it has a lot to do with that environment. As we know, 2020 is the year of the pivot, as I like to say. There's like a lack of direction. We've got to all take quick action. It reminds me of educators being in the ER. There's just no time to think. You have to just act. I mean, it's problem solving on repeat. And your nerves just get shot. You're exhausted and depleted, overextended, underappreciated, and so much more. And now we're in the part of the year where there's evaluations and observations and all these standards. And I just have to think to myself, remind educators, that you still are strong, you still are good. But there's this other factor that's bringing your score down at the moment. 
And if you just keep trying a new way, you might be able to grow and learn and get better. Reminds me of like this analogy where you're training for an Olympic event, but in the middle of that event, all the rules change. Like swimmers suddenly have to go do gymnastics and runners are now equestrian riders and basketball players become cyclists. (laughs) And it's what I'm saying is like your training means nothing. That's pretty much teaching during a pandemic in 2020. I mean, nothing prepared you for this. It's not the athlete. It's the environment. It's not the educator. It's not the student. It's the environment. A lot of the challenges you're facing are virtual learning components. It's new. We didn't have a lot of time to prepare for it. We weren't able to prepare students for it so that they could be successful. We are learning a lot of lessons as we are doing this. So don't convince yourself that you're not a great teacher because you're struggling to teach right now. There is no manual for pandemic teaching. Just trust that normalcy is going to return. So hold off on your poor self-judgment because it's going to do way too much harm to your confidence, to your mindset, and to your soul. Here's the reality of this whole wrong environment thing. You are not always going to be in a position where you're working your area of genius, meaning you're not always going to be able to showcase your strengths. You're not always going to get to do the one part of the job you love to do. But you don't have to be stuck in your weakness either. You don't have to always do the things you hate or that you dread or that you're not good at. Think about your job as a whole. Are there pieces that are your strength? Are there pieces that are your weakness? And if you're too much in one direction, I think you need to find some balance. Balance is where you grow. Remember, this is a season. It's turning into a year, actually, (laughs) but it's still temporary. There are lessons to be learned, which means there's experience to be gained. Make this weakness in your hard work count for something. Use it as leverage. This is going to be a defining moment in many of your careers. This is the moment where all changed for me as a teacher. This was the moment it changed for me in my leadership. And so don't look back and think, I had this opportunity and I chose to allow myself to think I am not good enough or this is my weakness. It, you're still a strong teacher. You're still a strong leader. The environment is changing the way we operate right now and we have to adjust. There's going to be a little dip in the scores for all of us. But that if we were up there at a certain point, we can get up there again. It's just going to take some hard work. And a mind that won't give up and a mind that believes they can do it. So I want to give you some action steps today, actually five of them. This is going to help you reroute from an environment of weakness to one of strength. So number one, acknowledge the weakness. Call it out. Think through your day and where you don't feel your best. Call it out. Acknowledge that it exists. Don't sit here and pretend Things are perfect and that you're wonderful. I wish we all were, but this year especially, it's been hard on all of us. Step two, assess the foundation cracks, which is the environment. Where on the most basic of level are things starting to not work? And then step three, ask yourself, 
is this weakness a strength in another environment? If I were to plot myself out and put myself somewhere else, would I be great at something? And if the answer is yes, then you know it's not you and your potential and your capability. It's the environment. And you should do this for your students or those that you lead as well. Step four, access the opportunity. That means go out and find it. Seek it out. This is the time to decide where you want to be and what you want to be doing. You've already been pivoting so far. Why stop now? Take control of your life. Don't let it dictate you, thinking you can only do one thing. Get creative. Make a search. Find the thing that you want to be doing and get access to it. Go find it. Seek it out. Which means step five, you're going to act on your strength. Make it happen. Make it yours. Make that your reality. So acknowledge the weakness. Assess the foundation cracks. Ask yourself, is this weakness a strength in another environment? Access the opportunity. Act on your strength. And yes, they all start with A. I just can't help myself. So a reminder, weaknesses are just strengths in the wrong environment. You are still a dang good educator. Do the work, see it through. It only gets better from here. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on rerouting our mindsets from failure to success by working our way towards a strength-based environment. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.